Well, hello everybody and welcome again to another thrilling episode of Saints Radio. It's a live radio broadcast as opposed to the one we did last week that was recorded and then played live. So, yeah, you better keep living. <laughs> keep living or get busy dying. Who's that from uh, Shawshank Redemption? You know, there's somebody in our church that anytime I reference a movie, I can almost predict that this person's going to shake their head and mouth. I never see those. <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing it anyway because I like it. I like it. You like the response or you like to? I like to say it and I like to gain that kind of response because it eggs me on even more. Oh my goodness. Oh dear Jesus, how good God is. You know, we had a wonderful week last week, lots of uh peculiar <laughs> but biblical things God was directing us to do here at the radio ranch. And um, <laughs> there used to be some dude that had a, a kind of program, and he, he was some kind of cowboy preacher, and he would always talk about the radio ranch, and that always cracked me up. Uh, felt like he was going to start playing Gene Autry hymns at any moment. But we are believing that, you know, here's, here's the deal. We've done a lot of things over the years that we know God asked us to do, and we base them in the Scripture, and through that we've learned a lot of things about what the Scripture means. And um, I know that I know that um, what do I know? I know that at times when we've gone through those. You know, my expectation, anticipation, was filled with all kinds of things that could happen as a result of us doing them. But so many times, those expectations, holy as they were, did not materialize in the way that I thought they should. And I think we all maybe are prone to that kind of thing. Maybe those of you who are really purists never have that, but I'm not quite a purist, so I still fail in that way. It's not anything bad that I would envision, but just positive things. So some people would say that's faith. You know, you declare it and it's going to be. But for me, I've come to realize that the, the objective for anything we do when we're prophetically obeying God is just to do it and hope and pray that it has pleased the Father and that whatever we've done, we've done it completely to the best of our ability solely for the purpose of serving Him and pleasing Him. And the results, quote-unquote, in the natural are up to him. 
And I think that's where a lot of people fail. They, they, or they, or they lose, they lose their, uh, their momentum because they're doing something for the Lord and they're sincere about that. But in the back of their head, they thought that if I do this, then this is going to happen. And when that doesn't happen, they think the whole thing is kaplooey or that somehow God has failed them. And then they think, well, what good is it that we, we do this? You know anybody like that? Have you heard that kind of thing before? But the, but the main thing that we can do is to just obey and to please God. And it's like what he said to Cain when he said, if you do good, if, if, you, if you follow the tobe, you'll be accepted. You'll be accepted. And what does that mean? I mean, it, it doesn't say you'll be the favored brother. It doesn't mean that I'm, God's going to do handstands off the throne and clap for you. But that's, that's, the, that's the issue. Just well done, good and faithful servant. Or at least I think so. What say ye? first night in the sanctuary where we gathered the saints together here from this congregation. Of course, we welcome saints all over the world, but here in this location, we had a direct assignment. And I was so overwhelmed from the very beginning at the reality that the Father was pleased. And I don't know, I mean, I've sensed that and I've felt that so many times before when the saints are gathered and just at, at the way the saints respond but it was overwhelming feeling the pleasure of his heart just for his people who you know when it looked like it was nothing they stood when it looked like it didn't make sense they stood you all have stood when there there didn't seemingly to be much reward you have stood and I just felt such an overflow of, of that 
pleasure of his heart or pleasing him. And, and that was such a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. But too, I, I don't know, it just, it, it was such a, a powerful, beautiful way to launch us forward because that is all we care about. That is all I care about, like you said, is that we are inobedient, that we are obedient, that, that we are doing his will and that his heart is pleased. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. How things how things manifest, like you said, that's up to him. And I mean, does that take a lot of dying to the flesh? Yeah. Because we want things the way we think they should be. But I feel like this whole month, I mean, from first Saturday prayer, I remember walking in here and laying on my face. And you know how God just totally unexpectedly just speaks. And I just felt there was such an atmosphere of faith. It was like there was something he was doing with regards to the faith of his people and and strengthening our faith. And it, it didn't really make sense, but I knew that's all I had. That's that that's that's what it was. And so, you know, I started meditating on that and that is I mean, that's a mon. That's us being established in his right hand. That's us taking our place at the right hand of the Father and doing his bidding, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. That's it. And having full confidence, and he is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he says he's going to do. And his word is true. And so I just feel like that is the atmosphere that we are dwelling in. And we can't mess up unless we choose not to be obedient to that, which we're not. But I'm just just really thankful. It's... You know, it's like you walk this walk, and we've, we've been on this path for so many years. God just continues to surprise me with new dimensions of who He is and new dimensions of His pathway and just new dimensions of His Spirit that we're able to experience and to flow with. Like, even right now, I, I, it's like, this is going to sound really, really like, or mystical or whatever, but I, I just feel like we are in the presence of of just the vivid nature of His Spirit. I mean, it's like I, it's like I can, it's almost tangible. Like I can reach out and touch the colors and the. I don't know. It's it's crazy. And I know what that generally means. It's like we're at the precipice of stepping into just a dimension of his spirit or of his heart that we have not navigated yet. And it's like he's so good to like show or to give a tangible, I don't know, it's like everything is very vivid in the spirit right now. And I know that that's the promise. That is the the land flowing with milk and honey. That is, and, and what is the land flowing with milk and honey? It's him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like on this earth to me. It's 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 access to him and him, and at least for me, 
I know that it's conquering and taking dominion, but um, I don't know. It's good. Well, you know, I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I we're just talking here. Yeah, obviously. Um, I, I was in my office working. Normally we meet like at 1030 or thereabouts and have prayer for almost an hour or an hour. But today I came in at like 9.15 and I just laid on the platform. I did not fall asleep. I was aware. But I, I was gone somewhere. I didn't see anything. I was just gone. I knew I was with the Lord, but it was like in a was like in a suspended place. It was very strange. But I, I was just looking at, you know, I mentioned that obscure passage with Cain and Abel. And God said, if you do, if you follow the Tob, then you'll be accepted. And that word is used for a couple of things. It's used in a, in a negative way for the scab of a leper over and over again, the rising of it. But in a positive way, it's used for dignity, it's used for excellence, and it's used for some measure of uh, stature. So when God says to him, you just do what I want you to do, you don't, you don't need to come and parade your, your uh your organic vegetables here when I'm asking for a blood sacrifice. Because if you do what I want you to do, you're going to be elevated in, inside. And then I was thinking, as I was looking at that, about the glory, you know, the weightiness, the kabod, the kabed. What does that really mean to us? Now, we've studied about the glory, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be pinned to the floor, even though that can happen, and we've seen that happen. There's, for me, or for who? I just got a report that they can't, we can't, they can't really hear us. I don't. I mean, they can hear us, but just not very loud. Well, ask them if they can hear me, or if they just can't hear no, you. it may just be me. Um, can you turn me up? I've got you up so Is far. I've got you up so far. It's, it's astounding. Okay, well, I'll try to talk louder. Carry on. Um, but, but that's a capacity. You know, the, the antithesis of that was when the glory came to Pharaoh and um, instead of the kabod causing him to submit to God, his heart was hardened. And we use that colloquially to say, do you want to weigh in on this? Do you want to give your the weight of who you are to this? And it even goes like to the term honor that we've talked about, to be imprinted by God. Not branded, but to be imprinted so that you resemble or you depict what God is, um, what is what he's wanting to do. So all of those are factors of how he, how he presents himself inside you and how he changes you in a way that he sees and that has an effect in the spirit realm. But those, are, and, and I guess those are the things that matter 
those are the things that matter eternally because the things that we think if i do this then this is going to happen in a year that's not those things aren't going to matter to you and certainly in eternity those things aren't going to matter and so i think that to get back to point 1 the simple thing that that i was saying was you know if if we do what god says to do pleasing him is the reward and not just saying we just want to please you lord but yet we've got all these caveats that he better do if we do this then it's a quid pro quo if i do this then i'm going to have this this and this and this how many things has god given us that we had no idea were coming how many things did did god prophesy about in general and then when the when the thing finally came it was something we never expected and the thing we thought the way it was going to happen never occurred and and i think people get ambitious people can get really screwed up by this i've we've seen them you know and um then they then they start doubting god or they get the boo-boo face and and none of that really matters none of that matters and so in an in an intrinsic way that's something that god's been trying to work in me i'm just bless me father i've sinned because you know we've been at this a long time we've seen miracles we've seen wonderful things that god has done but um how do you how do you deal with the fruit um and what that looks like in god's economy um so i guess what i'm saying is what your comments were that god seemed very pleased that his presence was so rich that's really the only thing that matters and we say that cliche but that's the apex that's it that that's it nothing else matters and if we've done that then let him provide the dignity let him provide the the elevating and um well you think i mean if if you if you gauge it by how things appear which we've all been prone to do from time to time where's our eyes our eyes on him because he's sovereign mm -hmm. he's god regardless of whether or not things manifest the way we expect them to manifest he's still god he's still sovereign he's still king of kings lord of lords and he is still worthy to be praised and glorified because when we start looking with our own eyes at the circumstances, at the way things appear in the natural, and this is something that I think we've all had to learn the hard way because life, this life, can be very painful and difficult and you know, I think about, I had a, a friend that passed away yesterday, and he fought the good fight. I mean, he loves the Lord. He raised his children in the Lord. He has been a faithful, righteous man the whole time I've known him. 
and he fought this battle with this cancer and and for whatever reason it was the Lord's timing and you know it's hard because there's been so much prayer that has been centered around healing and and you know these are hard things they're hard things but he's still worthy to be praised even though things don't always manifest the way that we would like for them to but I mean this is I mean this is not and it's the same with other challenges that we face in life that we because we don't see the big picture as much as we'd love to I I don't think I do but I mean we we don't see the big picture we just see step by step line upon line as he as he chooses to show us the way that's the walk of faith and and it's hard yeah it's really hard I do want to say this um, you know, this Saturday we we. Sorry, I got like ten texts from people. We 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 um we gathered together to pray for our dear sister Robin, who's probably listening. Robin, we love you. We bless you today, and we continue to speak healing in your body. Um, but we did. We gathered the saints together to pray on behalf of the directive of the Lord to pray for her in this battle and to pray healing into her body and it was it was really um, I mean I've heard from so many people what a blessing that was to be able to be a part of that mm-hmm. and I love the saints I, I mean you guys are the best <laughs> but we did it on zoom we met here in, in the sanctuary, and we have a lot of our saints that are in other countries that are not able to be, to travel yet into the U.S. And, um, and you know, we've, we've, we've toyed with the thought of doing Zoom prayer from the sanctuary. We've done it before in the past, but, you know, you kind of wonder how effective is it and what is, what is it like for those that tune in. But I did want to share an email that I got that afternoon from Luke and Sylvie who joined together, who asked to be a part. I mean, they specifically asked to be a part. And she said, I just want to tell you how good and how excellent it was to be gathered in the sanctuary. By Zoom this time for Robin in the church at Port St. John. She said, you who regularly are in the sanctuary, you can know how good it is for us you can you know how good it is it was for us to share this moment with you through zoom and I know you know as you were not able to come here to France for months what it feels like for us not to be there and my heart I mean I know because I my heart is so homesick to be in France we were almost in the sanctuary his presence and his anointing was so there it was really so powerful i am so full of gratitude for this internet miracle but more so for the prayer that went up to the father for robin i believe the lord is so much with her at each step and her restoration is on its way we praise the lord together with you 
one day soon we will be able to be there with you in the natural. Yeah. And so I just that just really blessed me because, you know, we didn't know what it was going to be like for those that were connecting, but they actually, the Lord is just so good to meet them, to meet you all, Sylvie, where you are, and to to manifest His presence and His glory there where you are, where you were committed in obedience to pray, to join with the saints. And I just, I love that. And that was just one of many that That's we received. wonderful. Yeah. That is just, that's a blessing. Well, we, we intend to continue to press forward doing things where we extend to our saints family that are, are positioned in other places around the world. And I think that that, I think that that's um, a collaborative effort in that God wants us to be aware and wants them to be aware. This is what's happening around the throne. Here it is real time. You participate because that's our connect point, you know, that that's, will always be our connect point. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you, for Sylvie, for sending that. Um, we are... Um, we're going to plan to do something for our, on behalf of our country as we approach the... Uh, the July 4th weekend. We talked about this a while ago. And you look on the calendar, that's, believe it or not, next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. So please be, uh, oh, be please be watchful for some type of an inclusive directive that will come. I'm not sure what we'll really do. Um, even those of you in, in other countries, the only thing I can say is all of our current leaders seem to be drinking from the same bottle. So there's a, there's a demonic influence that's trying to direct all of them and so we here will be praying on behalf of our country, but when you're praying for your country, it's not a whole lot different. It's just faces change. The demonic strategy is the same. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Um, but you know, I remember during the last administration, um, we were dealing with offering supplication for those who had rule over us. We were talking about that. And it was easy for me to do then because so much of what the policies were were things that I think Christians should agree with. Mm -hmm. You know, like the hell that that administration went through for honoring Israel mm -hmm. and for moving our embassy to Jerusalem and for standing with them. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you think. I didn't ask the Chinese evangelist about you about that, but um, I think I know God was pleased with that. Amen. 
and um, standing up for the rights of Christians, um, trying to stand for the elimination of abortion. Which is probably, I mean, that Roe versus Wade, from what I understand, is probably going to be determined this weekend, yeah. on Sunday, before they conclude for their break. Mm -hmm. So we need to be praying for the justices, and because that could really elicit some some violence. Oh yeah, I mean. You know, you can you can pretty much tell which side of an issue is operating in righteousness in regard to which side reacts with violence. You know? That's a pretty good indication that God's not in that. Um but but where I'm going with this is yes, and we need to stand on behalf. I remember when we asked the Saints Network to join together when um, and go back through the details but through you and Les we were able to get access to that what was the federal courtroom where uh, Roe Wade was really launched and we went down there on that Saturday and prayed and the things that have happened since then I know there are a lot of other people praying I'm not saying we were the only ones but I think that was a significant moment. And so, yes, we do need to pray about that. But it's difficult for me to know exactly how to pray for this current administration because I don't really know who's in control. I don't want to get to say too much about this. But if you think for one minute that Uncle Joe is making the decisions, I mean, he's reading of a prompter, stumbling through that, if he says anything off cuff, either the Easter Bunny or somebody else is telling him to be quiet, moving him away, he says publicly, well, I can't talk about that. They've told me not to. Who's they? So it's, it's difficult to know how to pray for that. And I, I'll just say this. If I'm praying for our country this next week, I'm going to be praying that the timetable of the Lord will be honored. And I'm going to be praying that God's people will hear the call and get on their face before him. You know, when I, you were just a, just a babe when Jerry Falwell first kicked up the moral majority. You may not even remember that. I do. And, you know, he, he said, you know, the moral majority, we need to be praying. Christians need to wake up and pray and things will change. And then when... Reagan was elected, everybody was really happy, which was good because the Carter administration was awful. I remember that. Whew. Boy, I'm going down political here, aren't I? Mm -hmm. But the issue is that we better get it out of our head that our prayers are going to put people in the White House or take them out of the White House. Um, I think a lot of people came to a rude awakening Christians who were praying and prophesying a year or so ago, two years ago. Um, I, I think we would be better served to pray in diversities of tongues and speak blessing. I, I've been praying, Father, don't let the enemy change the times. 
we stand against that because the scripture warns us in the end times that would be. I'm asking God for um, us to be able to fulfill his work while we have the day. I'm asking God to extend his window as Joshua did um, so that we can fulfill what he needs for us to do. I'm, I'm asking for that any illegal roadblocks or unclean spirit blockages would be put out of the way and scattered. And I'm just basically asking that we'll be able to do what it is that he has commissioned us to do and that his will would be done. I'm asking for, in the midst of the churches, for there to be a hunger, not for some new choruses, but for, for people to really be on their face seeking God and his will. And that diversities of tongues, the gifts that God's given to people, and that a moving in his spirit would captivate them. Those are saintly things. Um, but, you know, the, about the best I, I'm praying, and I know some of you are probably shouting yes, and some of you are really incensed, and you're thinking about leaving the Saints Network. But I'm just praying that the enemy won't be able to usher some inane law in that is not in God's timing, that would be of, of demonic origin, um, and um, that that God would just put a put a buffering on those those types of things. Now the other question is, I think we, if we really believe God's in control, He saw this coming. He saw inflation at eleven, twelve percent. He saw five bucks and beyond a gallon of gas. He saw baby food shortages. He saw uh, the influx of, of uh, undocumented immigrants flooding over our border and being scattered around the country. We bless those folks. But he saw all this. And um, it's not that we're happy about any of that or any of the other things that are happening that are kind of screwy. But we have to be before the Lord and find our rejoicing in Him and obey what He says to do. And that's it. Well, I took off, didn't I? I'm giving Bill O'Reilly a run for his money. <laughs> so I don't know what our directive will be for next week when we reach out to the network and say let's all be in agreement for this and we're going to be praying at these times. It just so happens that first Saturday lands on July 4th weekend, which is great. So that's always convenient. But anyway, supplication. <laughs> Remember <laughs> at Bill and Martha Joe's church? I forget the name of that guy. He said, well, supplication, it's made up of two words. Supple, and what was the other one? Asian? I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what that word would be. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness, people are so funny. People are funny. I can still hear Martha Joe laughing about that. Yeah, I kind of miss that laugh of Martha Joe's. Bit. Yeah. She laughed at your jokes even when they were funny. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That that was uh, that was very helpful in the crowd. It really was. They're always funny, but maybe maybe. Well, our congregation now. It, we've heard it, we've it, heard so many, but at the same time, there's always more. It's very difficult to get our congregation to respond in laughter. It it just really is. I mean. Um, I'm, I love our congregation, but I missed having, you know, you study about the old live television shows and they would plant people in the audience who would laugh because it would be contagious and then the rest of the group would laugh. Now they just have a laugh track. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? That they turn on. Yeah. Yeah, I watch, I watch sometimes when I'm on the treadmill, I'll watch these old westerns. And they use the same ricochet when a, when guns are firing. <laughs> oh, yes. And I'm thinking, there's nothing in this scene right here that would ricochet a bullet. It's either going to go right into wood <laughs> or into a person. And there's no ricochet sound there. <laughs> you know, I, I know I mentioned the Top Gun movie. I actually saw it twice. Did you? I did. I did. I went to see it. Maverick! Yeah. With two different people, but um, I did not know that those kids, those actors, and act, the actress, the girl, and the guy, have you seen it? No, I'm going to have to mosey over there at some point. They actually flew those planes. Flew in the planes? They flew the planes. Were they pilots? No! Or were these, they, no, now come on! They an F-18 and an F-22? Yes. You don't believe me. <laughs> I don't think. I saw them interviewed. I saw Tom Cruise and I saw, okay, maybe they flew in the planes with another pilot. Because there's one in the front, one in the back. Maybe they were like the wingman or whatever. But they talked about all the training that they had to go through in order to make that movie. Yeah. And um, they had to go through like similar like Navy SEAL kind of training where they had to go in like fall into the deep water and all kinds of like water training in case their plane went down. Well, yeah, see, that makes sense. Yeah, but they and, talked about... And the G-force and everything that yeah. they face. So maybe they actually weren't the actual pilots, but they made it sound like they flew those planes. And I thought, how? I mean, those those pilots are trained. My dad was a Navy, was in the Navy and, and there in that place. Um, while he was in the Navy. He actually didn't fly because he's blind as a bat, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. They wouldn't let him. He wanted to fly. Mr. Magoo. But he was too blind. Um, but anyway, he was like right there, did everything but the flying part. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy what they what they went through to prepare those those people, those those kids that actually did that. So, okay. I'm sure they probably didn't actually. No, I'm fly not contesting it. I'm just but somewhat incredulous at my initial reaction. In the interviews that they did, they made it sound like they were very much hands-on in those planes. So that's neither here nor there. 
Well, there's probably a spiritual lesson regarding that because some of the things that we're asked to do in the spirit realm alongside the angels, I know we don't know how to do it. And, but we have to become acclimated to the realm so that we're not taken out. It's kind of like the priest who was empowered by God to go into the Holy of Holies. Initially, none of them could stand to minister, but then somebody had to go in there. And so God would acclimate them so that they could go in. Or I'm sure even Moses came out with a shiny face. Well, you know what I kept thinking about was just the analogy that you, I think both you and Pastor Paul have used over and over again about diversities of tongues, about how it was, it was, it was like being in a fighter plane as opposed to being in a... Yeah. A biplane. Yeah, a biplane. And so I don't know much about that kind of thing. So when I'm watching this movie, I'm just fascinated at the, first of all, the force, the speed, the power, but the maneuvers. And, and it, you know, I, I think it, the whole, I think the movie fascinated me for that very reason, because I, you know, I've said this more than once, I don't, I don't see myself. I don't give myself much credit for having um, just a keen capacity in the midst of warfare. But I know with the Lord, through intercession, it's different. But I, you know, when they're making those maneuvers and they have to be so agile and they have to be acclimated to the atmosphere, to the force, to the speed, to all of that, it really kind of awakened me. Yeah. And to think that when I come in to pray, am I really stepping into that measure of awareness and making myself willing to be that one? And I honestly think that it's so easy to come in lazy. You know what I mean? So it, it I really, I mean, it was, it was somewhat of a spiritual experience for me. Just to, because they literally, it's like you're sitting in the plane in the movie. Like, like if you get motion sickness don't see the movie because it's it's literally like you're in the plane and there's a lot of um, I don't know it's pretty intense well you know and maybe that's one of the reasons why God says that when we pray in tongues or diversities of tongues it's our spirit that prays and when we are caught up into the heavens um I know we're there in spirit because I don't think we could in the natural be able to be there and survive in the in the physical and oh yeah I, so I That's think good. that the force of of what we're called to do has to be a spiritual type of a thing in fact I, I read an article in Scientific American about um I guess the opening scene was Tom Cruise was a kind of like a modern day Chuck Yeager and he was in this mm -hmm. test aircraft that was going to go past 10 times the speed of sound. No, he did. And <laughs> yeah, he flew it. He did. Uh, but the thing is though that that's right now what they're debating in our military to have because humans can't tolerate that kind of force and technology is capable of propelling faster than that. So they're they're really arguing for what is coming 
there are limits as to what a human being can can endure and um so that's why they they were talking about I read this article so I probably need to see the clip maybe in a couple of weeks we'll put the clip up on on video but I think he blacked out at the end because he wasn't able to he he broke the record but he wasn't and it destroyed the aircraft but that's why they're saying that and even you know there was another thing about um going down into the depths of the ocean um there was something that they talked about in that old movie the abyss where they had you breathe in this liquid that would supply the oxygen and uh Virgil which was Ed Harris he went down into one of those back depths because his body would have exploded had he not had that ability so um I know that when we go into the depths of the spirit which I really think is kind of like what I described uh you know I said I was with the Lord I was somewhere I don't know where I was I think that's indicative of the depths I think the things that we see in the heavens in spirit is the heights now the width and breadth is portals and and uh, being able to extend forward prophetically and in faith but um that's why Paul the apostle said you know when I was caught up into the third heaven I don't know whether I was there in the natural or spirit and and when he said that it was because he knew he was there in spirit but he was registering everything as if he was in the natural and i think we need to remind ourselves the natural mind doesn't want us to rem- to think those things but that's what's happening and that's the inheritance of the saints you know that you might know the height the depth the width the breadth um that's what the saints do we're establishing in partnership and obedience with the lord what god intended from the foundation of the world and we're visiting as as pioneers those places whether anybody sees it or not and you know that's one of the reasons i've mentioned this 100 times but that's one of the reasons i like that rick pino song about being a pioneer because we go into places and then you know it seems like 5 years or so others come along and they're there and they're doing it quicker and flashier and and you think yeah you know lewis and clark um you know Kit Carson you know those kinds of people that really went Captain Cook who went forward and pressed the boundaries that is a treasure i love reading those things i talked about that book that talked about when teddy roosevelt when he wasn't president how he went down that river that was a tributary of the amazon and saw things and experienced things almost killed him that were amazing just amazing we we have to we have to cherish that and we have to recognize it as saints as a remnant those are things that we're able to walk with El Shaddai to discover and to prepare the way of the Lord and prepare the way for the righteous nation we may never we may never see uh how that nation gets there but it would not be possible if we as saints weren't doing that job and again uh, our reward is to obey to pray 
to obey and to be faithful to do it with God. That's our reward. That's it. There's no other caveat. There's no other, as I mentioned, quid pro quo. And if, if we can just hammer that into our heads um, and into our spirit and stay faithful, things are happening. That's why it's a mystery. That's why they're mysteries. Boy, I'm preaching today, aren't I? So are you. We still have some time left. What say you? And I, I totally agree. And I think that this, I mean, I know it's been frustrating, particularly for you, to, um, to sow and 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 then to sow some more and then to go into this nation and sow and into that nation and sow and then see other people reap the harvest. But that's not up to us. Our reward is in the sowing. <laughs> yeah, and God's provided for us. He is. He really has because it's important. And if we can get that in people's heads, how many people has the enemy employed a tactic in this area? Skilled, gifted people and we've lost them because what we've just been talking about wasn't either understood or accepted. I mean, ambition. Um, I remember when we first started Fivefold trying to learn how to process the things God would reveal. And there would be people who would say, What's it, what does this accomplish? We want to see results. You know, we want to press it so that we see results. You remember that. You've experienced people saying that. And to me, I'm saying, we've just had experiences beyond anything humans could ever, ever imagine. And, and they've been in God. We've seen him, we've seen creation respond in a big continental way over and over again. What more do you want? Or is there something if we do this, then we're going to see this? No, I think it's, I'm just thankful God to hear God speak. Just to have that commune with him and that partnership and to, to hear his voice and to, have the privilege to release it in whatever way he allows us to do. That's the fulfillment. Yeah, that's probably anyway. that's probably why we walk with God is Elohim. Because that's who he is and the plan is in an adjacent factor to him. The most important thing is the Elohim. Come, let's do this together. Let's do this together. My plan's going to move. The angels are going to move on behalf of that, but I'm going to cover you here with the palm of my hand, and you just wait. You stay faithful there. You just enjoy my hand. You'll see the fruits. 
but it's when they're manifesting. You just got to stay with me. That's the best thing. talk about the enemy having taken people out and, and those are hard hits. We've experienced a lot of heartache and a lot of gaps but the Lord's been faithful to fill them. I mean he, I think he said to you many many years ago that he would fill them with the angelic mm-hmm. and I think he's been faithful to do that but I can say this we are entering into a new season we're entering into new territory the enemy is out there and, and I think I told you when we were meeting at the, at the beginning of this that I felt this just keen responsibility to cover and to, to really pray protection that that doesn't happen as we go forward. And, you know, we talk about warfare. We talk, you know, how, what does that look like? I mean, God is our defender. God is our covering. We know that. It says that in scripture. But when it comes down to spiritual warfare, when the enemy comes and tries to take shots, how do we defend against that? And I, you know, I, I talk about this movie. I, I haven't seen a movie in two years. But when I see a movie that where, where they're going into enemy, in, enemy territory and they're in these fighter jets that I know my diversity of tongues is like is a weapon and and they go through these phases where they become exposed to the enemy the enemy begins to start hitting at them or shooting at them what does all that look like in the spirit realm you know what i'm saying and so it's like my eyes are just starting to 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 be open because it's not that we haven't been warring we've been warring but you remember what it was like in the beginning when we were fighting for our very identity and people were falling away and and our intercession was there was a lot of warfare there was a lot of the angelic it was it was pretty intense like from week to week and so I've just been asking the Lord you know what does that look like going forward because I know that in, in my intercession over the last couple of weeks, I've had just glimpses of feeling exposed. Like, you know, just the quickening of we're exposed. What do I do? And I'm just learning. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm i just learning. And, and I guess the Holy Spirit is my teacher, but I am ever open to instruction because... I'm not a history buff that has studied war and war strategy, you know what I mean? So I guess we just pray in the spirit and we just be alert and on call and trust the Lord. Yeah, I I think um, what you just said is so appropriate for this time because especially for a remnant, you know, you think about people that are even either seals or green beret or some other special force they came out of the army they were elite soldiers but then they had to learn tactics that were un uncommon for the regular military 
<clears throat> and you know, I even though I haven't seen it, I've read a lot of things about this because you said the movie was really good. But I think in the movie, all of those people that were being brought to uh, see if they could participate in the mission were all the top of their class yeah. pilots. And what they were saying was, you're going to use that ability, but you're going to forget everything you've learned because this is something totally new. That's what he says over and over. Don't think, just do. Mm -hmm. I mean, over and over, like when they get in those tight places where you're, you're, you're tense. Because if you start thinking, fear's going to kick in and you're going to respond anyway. I didn't yeah. interrupt you. No, I mean, you, 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 have to, you have to know the fundamentals. I mean, you have to know the fundamentals. Somebody shouldn't have to come in and tell you how to accelerate. Somebody shouldn't have to come in and tell you how to do this or that. That should be second nature. But built upon that in the spirit realm are these factors of obedience that will keep you alive. And um, we're in a new terrain. Mm -hmm. We're in a new, that God has ordained a new phase of his timetable. Hasn't he been saying that over and over again in all this talk of transition? Well, we're there now. We're, we're experiencing things we've never experienced, but every foundational point of development and learning and experience is the groundwork upon which this then functions. And that's one of the reasons I love being able to teach actual saints. Because when we're going through the Word, I don't have to, and, or you, you don't have to go back and explain every little bit. No, it should just be second nature to us. It should be. Or first nature more so, where we're functioning and the things that are taught are just like what you're saying. Because you'll never be able to experience anything new in the Lord if, if you don't know the the fundamentals no matter how advanced they are and then some people get you know they say well, I don't know I don't understand well what did we learn about that the friend the froneo when you continue to pray in the spirit and let your spirit move with the Lord that equips your that equips your capacities to function and to understand the word if you're not doing that, you're breathing the wrong oxygen. And it's, it's, it's very, very important for us to remember that, which is why the enemy tries to convince you not to pray. Remember what we used to say back in the very early days? When people stop praying in the Spirit, they're gone. When people stop praying in the Spirit, they won't understand a thing we're saying from the Scripture, even though it's plainly and unequivocally there. And I would say the same thing now. Um, so we have to continue to pray in the Spirit. We have to continue to sow that in. But know that we're blessing God. Know that we are doing something with and for him and um that's that's just where we are and out of time yeah we are i hope people have been able to hear you <laughs> has that cleared up i think so good well really 
we've adopted a new thing here. Uh, we, we're selling a premium service. You have to pay a little extra every month if you actually want to hear Monica. See, it's, a, it's an add-on. It's a frill to actually hear her. Otherwise, you just hear me for the basic subscription plan. So pony up, people. Yeah, see, you didn't know that was coming. Okay, well, thanks, ever, thanks everybody. We do pray for Pastor Pam as she's going to have a knee replacement tomorrow. So I know many of you are already praying, but we speak the blessing of the Lord. And I, I will joke with her after. But, you know, a joke in West Virginia is that they all have one leg shorter than another because they always have to walk on the ridge of the mountain. And so maybe when she gets this new knee, she'll, she'll be able to move on those mountains in that wilderness like a goat. She'll just be able to move quicker than she ever had. So I'll say that too. Maybe you're listening right now. but that's that, And she will say that's an old West Virginia joke. So for all you old West Virginians, there you have it. Anything further before we bid adieu? Nope. Thank okay. you, everybody, for listening. Thank you kindly. We'll, in. we'll reach out tomorrow again, Wednesday Night Live. And um, many of you are saying, is there any scheduled prayer time tomorrow? No. But be ready, because next week we're going to be seeking the Lord in some way that the Spirit directs for our country. So God bless you all. Goodbye.